0: I'm Linda McHenry, host of the Writer's Voice podcast, and today my guest is Leslie Wheeler. She has published numerous mysteries, and we are here today to talk about the importance of setting in a novel and how to merge two different stories into a single book. But before we get to that, I want to introduce you to Leslie, and I want to talk about her new book, Chantel Road, which is being released on August 7th. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Hi, Linda. I'm good. Why don't you tell us about Chuntol Road? That's your new book. It's
1: the second in a series, right? Yes. Well, I think the best way to introduce it is to read (laughs) back cover copy, if that's okay. Your interview, you go ahead. (laughs) Okay. It's about a Boston library curator, Catherine Stinson. She returns to the Berkshires, hoping to rebuild a romance with Earl Barker, but she ends up battling a New York City developer. who's determined to turn the property she's been renting into an upscale development for the very wealthy. And this pipe pits her against Earl Barker because he's been offered the job, he's an excavator by trade, and he has been offered the job of clearing the land. A fire breaks out in the woods, the burned body of another opponent is discovered. Did he die attempting to escape a fire, or was the fire set to cover up his murder? Catherine's search for answers leads her to other questions about the developer's connection to a friend of hers who fled New York years ago for mysterious reasons. The information she uncovers puts her in grave danger.
0: Ha! And so, again, this is the sequel. There's the cover. And that's the the second book in the series. The first one was Rattlesnake Hill, right? That's right. Okay. So now you feel that setting is a really important part of your writing. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that,
1: what you think is important, what should be included, what shouldn't be included. Okay, for me, where a book begins is with the setting. And the rest of the book, the characters and the story grow out of the setting. To give you an example, okay, so characters. Who lives in this place? In the case of Chantal Road and the first book, Rattlesnake Hill, I chose to write about people who have lived in this small New England town, Berkshire town, for the fam- some of their families have been there since the 1700s. Oh, wow. Some of them are professionals, but many of them work with their hands for a living. They are landscapers. They are carpenters. They are plumbers. And these are all people that I got to know while building a house. So they're they're regular everyday people that your readers can identify with. Exactly. That describes them perfectly. They're regular everyday people. And what I wanted to do in this book was to so many tourists come to the Berkshires for all the cultural events in the summer or for uh, the foliage in the fall. And to them, the Berkshires is Lenox, is the, are the towns of Lennox and Stockbridge. And there is no other mm-hmm. Berkshires. And I wanted to write about a backwoods type off the beaten track place, um, which is true of the town, although it it's starting to gentrify too. The town where I actually have a house in, it's called New Marlborough, And um, in the book, it's New Nottingham. So that's where I get my characters. Okay, then where do I get the story? What kind of things happen there? Okay, and some of that I get from listening to people tell me stories. And in fact, the first book uh, in this series, Rattlesnake Hill, is built around a story that I was told about a romantic triangle that went bad. The woman was killed and her lover was blinded. And I fictionalized that story by setting it back 100 years earlier. And I tried to really disguise the characters, but it turned out one person who belongs to a family that's lived there since the 1700s and was around when these events took place. Told me, I mean, she wrote me a very nice letter. She said, you know, I really enjoyed your book, um, including the spin you put on the scandal that that tore our small town apart. She also said she thought she knew everyone in the book, whoever it was. So, you know, you do your best,
0: but... um, But again, there's so many things happen in life and between people that, you know, how can you really come up with a situation that's never happened before? Yeah, that's true. It's a good thing, though, that you did fictionalize it because, again, when you do fictionalize it, you can add things to it. Oh, yeah.
1: The way it's first presented in the book is it's a love story because it's how this couple meets, how the three people get together. And then I also read town histories. I look for legends that are connected to the place. And um, in the case of my town, I found an old town history. You know, one of those things that is just like kind of typed up, put together, and with people's reminiscences. And I found some wonderful stories that I altered. Right, you you take the germ of the idea, and then you're you're a writer. <laughs> Yeah. And so that's another resource that the setting offered me. I also should say that I love reading books that have a very strong sense of place or atmosphere that can be described as Mm -hmm. atmosphere. Right. And that is really my goal in writing. I want readers to experience my landscape. So how do you do that? Well, I've talked about the kind of reading type research that I do in terms of town histories and that kind of thing. But I also just try to really immerse myself in the place. I mean, with the Berkshires, I knew it already. It's there. I go there frequently. I've lived there full time. But I made a point of exploring and it's a lot of fun too because it's it's sort of like being a location scout in a movie. <laughs> you know, looking for different places to set different scenes with particular emphasis let's say on the climax or you know what's a romantic spot. And 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 I think a lot of people don't realize how much potential there is in having a strong sense of place and setting and this is something I I got from reading Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca because that is such a book Mm -hmm. and she does this wonderful thing which I tried to follow where she has there's a scary place both inside the house and outside the house there's also a pleasant place inside and outside and that's what I tried to do. So you sort of kind of, you know, look for, look for places for these scenes. And it meant going on a lot of hikes. And I'm fortunate that my town has an active land trust that sponsors hikes. And on one of their hikes, I found the setting for my climax. So, and what I did in this book was I used real places in town, moved them around and gave them different names. It's funny how that
0: happens. My mystery, I opened this the book with a scene that happened. You know, I was walking down my driveway, heard a sound and I said to my ex-husband, gee, wouldn't it be neat if a dead body rolled down that hill? And he looked at me like I was a nut. Now we know as, as writers, you do that. Yeah. And I mean, a dead body didn't roll down the hill, but that was the setting. So as you say, you can use things that really happen and then just put a spin on them. It's now exactly. I know there's one other thing The one other thing that you mentioned to me when we were when we've been talking, because we're a member of the same writers group and we've we've had some conversations and you said that you found a way to take two different stories and merge them into the same book. That's something that I find fascinating. Why don't you tell me tell us, not
1: just me, but tell everybody more about how that works. Okay. Well, it took me a long time to write the first book, Rattlesnake Hill. First it was gonna be part of my first series. It was going to be the second book in my first series. Then it was going to be a standalone. Then when I was approaching getting it ready for publication, I realized, oh, this really should be the first book in a series. So during the many years, to give you an example, how long I worked on that book, it's dedicated to my son, Nick, To Nick, a boy when this book began, and now a man. (laughs) So it was a long time. And so anyway, during this long period, I um, had an idea for another story that would be set in the Berkshires with a different main character. And that character was a small-time librarian. She had uh, moved to the Berkshires from New York And she moved because while she was living in New York, something horrible happened to her. She wanted to escape that. And she basically took refuge in the Berkshires. She married, um, had two children. And for all intents and purposes, this was a a happily married woman. And then I had, she had a friend and there were some other characters that, that had come to me. But I didn't have a fully developed story. So mm-hmm. it, it did occur to me, and it was a sort of my ha- aha moment oh, I could use parts of Gwen, this is the small town librarian, and put her in Catherine Stinson, my heroine from uh, Rattlesnake Hill and Chantel Road, and put her, insert her story into Catherine's ongoing story. There were some easy things about doing this in that certain things had been left hanging when I ended Rattlesnake Hill. And one was what was going to happen with Catherine's relationship with Earl uh, just about been destroyed. So that had to be addressed. Another one was what was the fate of this property that she has been renting and has grown to love. It may be sold. And so what I did was I made Gwen Catherine's friend and a role model of this happily, supposedly happily married woman. So Catherine is looking at her. Well, you know, Gwen offers me a picture of what it would be like if I married Earl and moved to the Berkshires from Boston. And so she's a role model, but they are also connected through the character of this real estate developer. Because when the book begins, he has bought the property that Catherine has been renting with this plan of turning it into an upscale residential development. So she's gonna fight him. So she has a conflict with him. And that also creates a conflict between her and Earl because he's gonna be clearing the land. Mm -hmm. But also he's a link between Catherine and Gwen because he is a friend of Gwen's from the past and he knows her secret. So it sounds
0: to me like you can have completely separate ideas. And for those of us who start a book and can't finish it, yeah. or you have a really interesting character and you don't have a story to go with it, or you have a really good story idea and you can't go anything. I know I've talked to a lot of writers who have three or five or 10 chapters or half a book. And it just fizzles out because they didn't have the rest of it. Yeah. It sounds to me like what you do, if you can save all of those, you can come up with an idea and you can also, like you said, if you leave things hanging, then you can find other things to, to fill those connections. Yeah. I guess
1: the one problem, and it was kind of a big problem that I worried about a lot was whose story was it then? And to me, it was always Catherine's story, but Gwen played an important role in it and so I had to you know be sure that I had strong connections between them but to other readers one person in particular who's in my writer's critique group the book it's Gwen's book and he still says that and I still argue (laughs) I don't know if it's different readers will look at it different ways perhaps To me, Catherine is the main character, although Gwen's story is very important and essential to the story. It's a story that actually, it's a rip from the headline story that I decided to fictionalize. That's something I like to do in my writings. If I'm fascinated by, you know, a big headline story, I'll think, I'll spin it. Well, what if it happened like this? And then you're off and running. Well, and you know, I think that's a perfect
0: way to wrap this interview up is every writer is unique and every writer is a storyteller and has an affinity for telling certain types of stories and to hear certain types of stories. But readers are the same way too. And we can write a story and we can intend it a certain way, but everybody reads a story with their own perceptions and the own things that they want to see. And I mean, if you think of Gone with the Wind, you know, and how that ended, some people love the ending and think it was fitting and some people think it was horrible and things changed at the end. So everyone's reality and preferences are different. Thank you for spending time telling us about Chantal Roll and Rattlesnake Hill. Folks can visit you on your website at lesliewheeler.com. I'm really happy that you're here. Good luck when your book releases in August. I hope you sell lots and lots of them and maybe you'll come back again in
1: the future. Well, thank you so much, Linda. This has been great. I really enjoyed being on uh, Writer's Voice. Well, thank you so much. Bye-bye now.
0: Bye.